Welcome back, Xers, to another episode of It Only Hurts When I Talk, a podcast about Gen X aging disgracefully. This week, Greg and James sit aloft their Gen X perch of superiority, looking down on the baby boomers and the millennials having it out about personal accountability, or as we like to say, who's going to take care of my kids? As always, like us on your favorite social media platform. It does really help us out. But enough of this chit-chat. Get over there! Good morning. Good morning. You got your coffee? Again? Again. Mm-hmm. Your second wave at coffee. Yep. See, this is what happens, folks, is we, we start chatting and we we then realize we should be recording things. Eh. <laughs> we'll get around to it. We will. We will. It's Saturday morning. There's a lot of time left in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Way too much time to waste yet. Oh, Yes. Thank goodness for the weekend. The the holidays are rolling closer, which is, um, I know, I know, I, uh, same. Yep. <laughs> the, the radio has become unlistenable. <laughs> oh, no, it's like if we're watching TV or what, even, even if it's like streaming and, you know, they get the ads and stuff in there, my wife hits the mute button when like commercials play because it's nothing but like, like that sounded like sleigh bells mm-hmm. sends her into orbit <laughs> and and so she's like nope i'm out uh so she'll just pause the or mute the mute. the tv mm-hmm. well she better be careful she's going to end up going down the path of of her own parents who just keep the tv on 24 7 on mute on mute yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure yeah the, you know, uh, that could that could be a whole nother episode about becoming your parents oh god so. yes that we, it definitely could we while you're mentioning the Annoying sounds like sleigh bells. Just little side rant. I hate when radio stations play sound effects that include car horns. Because I invariably slam on my brakes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, is legitimate gripe. I, I, I mean, well, I, thank you. I think, you know, you've got one so far. So don't, okay. don't get too ahead of yourself. So the, the, the coffee table book called Greg's Legitimate Gripes is more of a pamphlet right now? It is kind of a pamphlet. Okay. Yeah, right. or you can make it really big and just have a bunch of people rolling their eyes and they're like, "Geez, would this guy get a grip?" No, no grip to be gotten. <laughs> nope, not even interested. None. But yeah, I, I I was something happened on the radio the other day, um, where it was not only a car horn but like a simulated car crash sound, and I'm like, "Who does that on the radio?" Yeah, that's that's that. Mm. Sorry, yeah. whiny whiny. Okay, not the topic du jour. It is not. No, no. But a lot of you are nodding right now, and that's what I go for. I just, that, yeah. <laughs> that's your validation. See, well, invisible, invisible nodding from your eight listeners. So, so behind the curtain here, very subtly, what I just did was, before we get into this topic, align you slightly to my side on it, mm. because you're agreeing with me. Ah. And so subconsciously now, as we get into this topic, you're going to be more likely to lead my way. Can't happen. Won't happen. Never happens. No? Mm-mm. No? You don't think so? No, just to spite you. Uh, well, then why did I go to podcasting school to learn all these things? <laughs> I think you should ask for your tuition back. Oh. <laughs> it's all with intent. It's all with intent. It is, yeah. Okay, so you read a really interesting article the other day that we wanted to talk about. I think so. Yes, and, and I also found it very... You sent it to me, and I was like, oh my God, whole episode. This is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I guess it's... So this is what happens, right? You 
even even if you're in quote incognito mode in Google, you're you click on stuff that looks interesting and you read it, and then suddenly in like your news feed and everything, it just starts like shoving all this stuff at you. Mm-hmm. And so, as with this podcast, I tend to pay more attention to generational topics. And so now it's just like bombarded. It's like, really? You don't care what's happening in, you know, anywhere else on the planet? But I'm going to tell you about these millennials who can't shut their damn yeah, mm-hmm. right? So that's where this came from. Yep. And, and so the title of this article is Gen X scoffs at millennial complaint that boomer parents abandoned them, which sounds like it's from <laughs> the onion. It should It should just, if, if, if any article starts off with Gen X scoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, well, that's just like everything's fine with the world then because that's what we do. Yeah, that's a nonfiction article right there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I mean, that title to me, it sounds like The Onion. This is Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Newsweek. Yep, Newsweek. We, I, I, will, um, I will post the link on our resources page on the website because it's a great article. Great article. <laughs> the, the high concept behind the article is that millennials who are in their 30s-ish right now um, are – upset that they're not getting grandparents support for their kids so so their their parents who are are baby boomers are not around to help raise their their children that james inserts crying baby noise here (laughs) yeah it's like uh those last i checked those children were your responsibility Mm, how about that Mm -hmm. factually you know millennials are having children later which means their parents their baby boomer parents are older and we're talking about folks those baby boomers are in their 60s and 70s right now. So they are retired or retiring. They're probably being bitten by the travel bug, especially right now that we're still, it's been a couple of years, but we're still kind of coming out of COVID. People are going places and doing things. Yeah, it's becoming normal again. Yes. Yeah. So my, my parents took a cruise back in November. They flew to Amsterdam. And then they hopped on a sh- – they were there for about a week, and then they hopped on a ship and cruised back to Florida across the Atlantic. And as soon as they got home, they're like, oh, yeah, um, we're taking a, a, a local cruise, you know, a week-long one here outside of Florida. In Like in 10 days, they were back on another boat. Wow. I, Good for them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they are in what I've – you've heard me refer to this before as camp. It's mm-hmm. camp. They, they run around. They do things. They have fun. They do not have young grandchildren anymore. Their grandchildren are all high school and college age. Um, so they don't need to be, needs the wrong word. They don't, there's no uh, opportunity for them to, you know, babysit per se and to drive the kids places. The, ki- the kids have their own lives. They like to see their grandparents, but they don't need them to pick them up from daycare. <laughs> which, is a le- which is a legit thing. So, I mean, the baby boomers have about half the wealth in America. Mm-hmm. Millennials, stereotypical millennials, they're they're raising kids, they're they're paying ridiculous mortgage rates, housing market's crazy, they have student loan debt. There's a lot of disparity in the the socioeconomic status there. Millennials with kids have have just realized that their social lives are over. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, and they're watching their parents go on cruises back to back. So there's some there's some sour grapes. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just say I have yet to see, and if anyone's listening that can point me in the direction of a resource, I would love it. An actual study, you know, with math that shows that 
millennials are so much worse off and how they, cause it's like every, again, I get spanned by all this, all these articles. Oh, it's, it's so horrible because they can't people, you know, these, these, these young people can't afford houses. They can't put down roots. They can't do this. They can't do that. Mortgages are too much. You know, college costs too much. I would like to see, and you know, I would do this, but lazy. I know, for instance, as a as a benchmark, my parents in 1968 bought their house on a mortgage at 21% interest. Oh my God! For nineteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, when we bought our house, so that was in '68. We bought our house in 2000, 99, for one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars, and it was hella gone from Madison. Like, hook up the team. Uh, we're, this is like a cross between the, the Donner Party and the Shackleton Voyage in order to get into Madison. At least that's what it felt like, right? So so we had to move so far outside of Madison, which is now like, pfft, really? It's like neighborhoods are pounding on our doorstep encroachment. But I'm like, okay, yeah, we didn't pay 18% mortgage or interest rate on our mortgage. We got a pretty good interest rate, right? The Delta is pretty big, right? Between what sure. my parents paid and what I had to pay just in terms of the same sort of house. It's not like it, it was, I live in a mansion. Right, and it was but, a tenfold difference and there was not a tenfold difference in salaries. Right, correct. I would like to see all of that lined up. I would love to see that in, in, in a graphical representation. Mm-hmm. So when you get done with that, shoot it over. I'll take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to, I want to understand if there's a legit gripe here or is if there, if this is just buzz so i don't i think it has less to do with the economy and more to do with the 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 living the style of living and other circumstances and and what i mean by that is this um the our parents did not have student loan debt uh which these millennials absolutely do they're Mm -hmm. they're probably i mean i had student loan debt it's paid off uh that was a long time ago but it was Mm -hmm. not insignificant Mm-hmm. Um, our, none of our parents had student loan debt. Also remember that the the baby boomers are a generation, maybe two generations removed from Great Depression era thinking of squirreling away money that you just never know. The millennials and, and us as well didn't grow up that way thinking about the fact that at any moment the economy could collapse. Oh, I know it has since then. <laughs> I mean, my... That you just described my entire childhood. I mean, it was always everything was about money. Everything was about money, well, and so I, I, I think I'm an outlier there. But anyway, well, well, no, no, that's kind of what I'm saying. That the baby boomers, your parents, yeah, um, my parents. Well, my parents weren't baby boomers. Well, no. I'm more the generation before that. And but. And, and they and so they either embedded in you or made you annoyed with, or probably both, the idea that saving is critical. My, well, it is critical. Yeah, my. <laughs> I realize where this is going. <laughs> you, you, you know where this. Is. You, you get it. You get. It. Just being difficult. It's, uh-huh. it's like you're sitting yep. here behind me, just poking me. Just yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just hit me in the back of the head with a pencil. That should be um, on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should. That should be on a t-shirt. Um, I'll write it down later. I'm on a roll. Um, okay. So, the your folks who are are slightly over the line from baby boomer to whatever greatest mm-hmm. generation i don't, I don't remember no no, no there's something, something in between there's something in between silent generation yeah. or something like yeah. that we don't, don't talk about the generation because they're yeah exactly um, yeah but 
the baby boomers, at least my parents being the, you know, on the oldest edge of baby boomers, um, they, they also grew up with, not in, they didn't grow up impoverished, but they grew up with, it was recent enough memory that there was a time in the family where, where money was not a guaranteed thing that they saved differently. They, they saved much more in, with, with much more intent, I'll say. I would, I would make the argument that, that even us as Gen Xers, but certainly millennials, yeah, they're told to fund a 401k and they're, they're told, you know, you, you're supposed to learn these things. I never took a finance class in high school or a budgeting class. It's required in my kids' high school now, and I, and my my son came out of that class with a different mentality than he entered it in a very good way. Personal finance is one of those things that should be taught in school because parents don't always do a great job because they're colored by the way they grew up with it. Mm-hmm. But but I do think that gen, um, the baby boomers had a much more ingrained cultural mindset of, hey, shit's gone south and it could go south again and you need to prepare for it. And now they are very wealthy older people going, I stressed a lot during those younger years. I think I need a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have no problem with people who have made the effort to make their money and save their money to spend their money. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. Yep. I we're doing what I told myself I wouldn't do, which is turn this into a money conversation but it's so it's i think it's I, a lot of reason i think people talk talk about the the economics of the differences between the generations is because it so boldly demonstrates uh differences in situations and in mindset i saw an interview again feeding through i, don't, I think it was a newsweek interview where they're talking to this guy and he was a very young millennial bordering on z and he had just graduated and he was talking about how he couldn't afford a house and he, you know his the his lifestyle you know he can't, he can't keep up with his lifestyle with his with what he's making blah 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 and this guy is easily covered in and this is coming from somebody with a lot of tattoos fifteen thousand dollars in tattoos oh my lord and i'm like is it a question about priority <laughs> or I mean, it seems a little disingenuous, or are you just stupid? That that kind of purposeful uh, juxtaposition is doesn't make this getting to the root of or the truth of this topic any easier. Because you see that sort of stuff, and you want to make a value judgment about, hey, they're all that way, but that's not necessarily the case. You know, college tuition is ridiculously more expensive than it was even for us. And I've seen those charts and what the slope looks like, and it has not kept up with our salary, our salaries, you know, income has not kept up with the ability to do that. So there is a significant gap there. Those folks were going to be saddled with significant student debt. You know, a friend, one of my absolute bestest friends, close, close in on 50, just finished paying student loans off for, for, for himself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it still is a thing for Gen X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. It, it's and, and of course it depends on on what you went for school for and how much loans mm-hmm. you took out and and even now I mean having just gone through this process with getting my my son who's a freshman in college situated and looking at it for my daughter in the next year, uh, you you put lines in the sand. No matter how wealthy you are, you put lines in the sand and because the the sticker price of college is is ludicrous and incorrect. Oh um, yeah, n- none of it's real. 
None of it is real. But um, we don't want to get into that. We don't want to get down into the college well, conversation. Yeah, but where I was going with that was this article that that I shared with you, where it was like, "Hey, why won't why won't anybody help me raise my kids?" Mm-hmm. It's it very much sounded came across, and this is probably grumpy Gen Zer scoffing, as as Newsweek said or whatever it was. At Xer. Uh, uh, or, yeah, Gen Xer scoffing the concept of why won't somebody help me runs counter to what we experienced as a generation, which was we've got to feed ourselves or we're going to starve. <laughs> right. In our day-to-day growing up, yes. Um, I, I agree, but I don't, and maybe it's part of my personal experience. Um, from, from a pure... Two, two things I want to say here. One is that why won't somebody help me to be clear? We've been talking about money for a while. The article never mentions really financial assistance. No. It's, no. it's more about... Why aren't you here helping me raise my children? Correct. And I will say that when my kids were very little, my parents lived 45 minutes away. My, my mother, one day a week, she arranged it with, with my wife. She was here hanging out with the kids so that mm-hmm. my wife could go do like the food shopping and all the other stuff without mm-hmm. being burdened by screaming blobs of skin. Um, so, so we had that support. Uh, and it was very helpful when we had it. I think uh, that's a lot of what these millennials are complaining about is I've got no, I don't have a lifeline. It's not about money. Um, money would, money's always the first place you go because if you can't be here, mom, to help me with my child, can you pay for the child care? <laughs> Probably is what it comes to. But mm-hmm. they're looking for presence. And remember that a couple of generations ago, at, at least in my family, when like when my parents were growing up, they were in a neighborhood where all of their family was right there. Like, if you needed quick child care, like, aunt so-and-so lived two doors down or on the next floor of the apartment building. You don't have that anymore. You don't have the presence of, of family. You don't have family neighborhoods anymore where you can just rely on someone to come in and help out. And, you know, it takes a village. You don't have that raising children as a family. And I think that's a big part of it is that that, that societal part of it is gone. I think I, there, there is some truth to that. And I mean, as a, as a kid, my grandparents on my, my father's side were heavily involved in our lives. My dad was an only child. And I've said this, I think a couple of times, was basically raised by my grandparents because mm-hmm. my parents were working. So there was that influence and I get it. In this particular scenario, where we're talking about help with childcare as children are being raised and it takes a village and all that, it's very convenient to to say, well, Gen X, look, you had that, but I, we don't have this. Therefore, we're we're worse off. We're bad off, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a as a millennial or whatever. I don't buy it because it's always going. There's always going to be that one thing that you can point out that's going to support your 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 case. Sure, <laughs> I think this is this is one of those things where it's like, look how much worse off we had it because our parents won't help us raise our kids. Well, what are you doing? Right. If did you understand that before you decided to have children? <laughs> right. Right. What? What? Where? Where's your presence in all of this? And again, that might be the Gen Xer in me saying, "Uh, you, can you think for yourself? Can you do what you need to do? And how much involvement do you need to have? And that's that's part of it too. That we talk about the hypersensitivity and um, and safe spaces and all that kind of stuff that didn't exist when we were growing up." There's more of an, um, what do you call it, an intentional upbringing of 
having more involvement in your child's formation of you need to learn a language when you're three years old and all that kind of business. We didn't have that. We had the whole here are house keys, you know, <laughs> get your way back into the house, make yourself some food. We'll see you later. We right. We didn't have as intentional an upbringing. And the, the, the millennials are saying, I'm not saying they're right, they're saying it takes more work to raise a child because the expectations are higher for the amount of time and involvement you need to put in. I'm just like smacking my forehead right I now. I know, I know you are. I, I'm, because I'm conveying I'm like, the message. But yes, I'm, I'm with you on it. So, so, so what? It's like I tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's that it, it drives me nuts. It's like you can't be accountable for your own decisions. So, you had, so what you're telling me is that you had kids expecting that you, they, you were going to raise your kids like you might have been raised where you had this resource available at least willing to be committed. But now that, but, but you made a very poor assumption. And additionally, sometimes this backfires because you've got a Gen Xer or a, um, a baby boomer grandparent whose attitude is going to be, there are consequences for your actions, Mr. Five-Year-Old. Correct. Um, whereas a parent, a millennial parent right now is more likely, it's going to be more of a, you know, I'll give you a hug and talk to you why what you did was bad, whereas the grandparents going to go sit in the corner. Damn it! <laughs> exactly. I remember my grandparents when they had to discipline me. I mean, this was old school German grandparenting, <laughs> oh boy. and it was it was wildly different than what my parents would do. Of course, I come to realize later that at least one of my parents was probably bipolar. But the this whole idea of what do you want to say inconsistent discipline. Right mm-hmm. or different approaches. I, le- I I didn't even consider that, but I think you're exactly right. That that becomes very acutely uh, apparent uh, when you can tell who's who's dealing with. It. I've seen out in public. I've seen Gen X grandparents dealing with their grandchildren, <laughs> smacking bottoms, and, yeah. and just and like dragging them out by their ankles uh-huh. out of the store or whatever. I'm like, there you go. Yep. <laughs> you get it, girl. And this kid is like, I don't know what's happening because this exactly. has never happened before. Exactly. No, the, 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 this terrified look on their face. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Learn that kid good. <laughs> Learn him up. Learn him up. But I, I, for me, it all comes back to if this particular article is representing the, the zeitgeist, right? I say, what have you done? Why a why have you assumed these things and b how, how do you feed yourself? I mean, can you can you not <laughs> contemplate the outcome of your actions? I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, that's I don't know. That it's generational. It's societal. I mean, you say that, but a couple generations ago, it's like, what do you mean you don't know how to bail the hay? Uh, so there are there are different levels of what you're expected to be able. I to say do. that now. I know you say that now, <laughs> and you sound ridiculous when you say it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah. you know there are exactly. there are differences. I'm used to ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, you know, they, and and there are millennials and and younger. You know, listening to this, maybe I don't know. They're probably no, not. You kidding me? Saying, saying, what do you mean you don't know how to create a safe space? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what is a safe space? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just li- I just like using the term because I it makes me throw up a little in my mouth. Um, you say safe space to to our greatest generation grandparents, and they think 
like the French resistance and the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, bunker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean safe space? Mm-hmm. Oh, your feelings got hurt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We had to deal with, you know, Axis bombings, but your feelings hurt, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a wide disparity in what was considered a, you know, I'm going to make you a man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it by talking about your feelings or is it by, you, you know, making you go chop wood? Right. Uh, <laughs> I like I like that visual. You like that visual? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm not saying by any means that I think one is right and one is wrong. I do think there's I think that we learn as uh well, we learn and we get dumber as the human race evolves. I think there's room for both of those things and and people who know me know full well I'm not the go chop wood sort. I'm much more the let's talk about it. I'm a I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of the let's talk about it. But <laughs> but there is a divide in these in these generational labels and and I think that will be part of it. Certainly. I just I would love to yeah, I would just love to ask why people and I, it, it's, it isn't specific to this topic, but just in general, when the truth comes out, right, when, when people finally get through all of the, you know, making excuses for, for why they feel away, and it comes out that, well, why won't somebody just do X for me? I'm like, why did, why did you think anybody was going to be there to help you? There's absolutely no guarantees that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing for yourself? And it's like this concept of like, well, what, what do you mean? I can just see the look on, on people's faces. And it just baffles my mind. I'm like, it, it, for me, it comes down to it's a, all about personal responsibility. And are you accountable for your actions? Apparently not. No, apparently not. Apparently not. And I, you know, as a Gen Xer who's got baby boomer parents who are doing exactly what this article describes of going out and having fun, I'm ecstatic for them. Like my yes. my maturity level is you're you're happy and healthy and enjoying yourself. God damn, that's aspirational for me. Um so aspirational. Like that's where where I want to be at some point. I hope I live long enough and healthy enough to be able to take advantage of that lifestyle. Is it going to be the same the same trope from the people that are saying, you know, why why won't my my parents help me raise my kids mm-hmm. when they're old and say, why won't my kids take care of me? Because I mean, that's my, I used to, I hear this from my mother all the time. She's like, "Well, you don't have any children. Who's going to take care of you in your old age?" I'm like, "Who's going to take care of you in your old age, mom?" <laughs> yeah. Are you... well, what, why do you think there's a, some sort of guarantee that your the biological relation that you have is going to somehow be accountable for your actions mm-hmm. when you're older? It's not the case. Right. Not, not in this society. So it just baffles. It blows my mind. Yeah. I don't get it. And I think what people forget is that the, the these folks who are th- these baby boomers who are making their decisions to live their own lives they are people they are not just you know they are your parents or your grandparents but are they but really but they're their own people so <laughs> I, I will never forget my um my father's parents moved to Florida from the New York tri-state area where we all were they retired and moved to Florida when I was seven or eight, I want to say, and my sister is two years younger than me, and we were the only grandchildren. So they chose to move away. My mother's parents were up here considerably longer. I I think we were long past college and like adulthood when they moved to Florida for good. My father, years later, 
told me that as his father was getting on in years, made a comment that, you know, I wish I'd gotten to know the grandkids a little better. And my father kind of blew up at him and said, you left. You mm-hmm. left when they were little. Um, and my father never, my father wanted that for me and my sister to have that that stronger relationship with his parents, which I still think we had a very strong relationship with them. But he was mad at them at that time. So this is, mm. you know, a generation ago for leaving and not watching my my sister and I grow up more closely. Now my my parents when they moved down to Florida full time, I mean at that point my kids were um you know teenager plus and and my sisters as well. Um it was all good, you know? It was fine. We we barely had time to see them on a regular basis with everything going on. So it was okay. But my father carried that for a long time being upset with his parents for for not being closer to us growing up. Well, he must have chopped a lot of wood. Uh, He must have chopped a lot of wood. (laughs) Jeez, this guy getting...